And I really wrote it to myself before I started on the quest because I named it Breakproof. And the reason why I named it Breakproof is because when you think of the term break, you can take a break and evaluate what's going on, or you can be doing something and not really paying attention to things that aren't working. And then all of a sudden something breaks. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Lassa Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world. And the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity. And it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. All right, be it babe, welcome to the podcast. I am thrilled for you to listen to who is up next. Um, Jen Drummond is our guest and I'm just so freaking glad I got to interview this woman. I am on a high and not just because, that's pun intended, She, you're going to hear why because uh, she did some pretty badass stuff with some really high mountains and if you're like, oh, listen, I don't really care about the outdoors, you stop. You're going to keep listening because there are so many amazing lessons along the way. And if you are someone who is busy, you've got lots of demands on your life, you must listen to this episode because our guest today absolutely is going to help you see what is possible. I can't think of a better person to tell a mom or a person who just has a lot on their plate to show them like what is possible in your life. And I'm just really freaking thrilled for you to listen to this amazing human being. So Jen Drummond is our guest today. I want you to listen to all of it. And then her be it pod, uh, her bold, executable, intrinsic targeted step is awesome. You're going to love it. It made me smile. And it's going to, this is really going to change your life. I can't wait for you to hear it. Have an amazing time listening. loves it's here opc summer camp you know that thing we started last year well we're doing it again this year and we're making it bigger and better than ever because we have teachers from all over the world which means all day long you can nerd out with me at camp zoom from the comfort of your own home in your favorite pilates workout outfit without having to get bugs or dirt or weird camp food that's like some weird slot no you can have the amazing food from your own home you can be whatever clothes you want to be in and you can join us all day long for whatever workouts and workshops you sign up for in fact you can even do a whole day pass and save the most money in fact, up to 56% off if you buy the day pass. So go to opc.me slash events to see the full schedule and lineup of events. If you only have access to a mat, we've got plenty of stuff for you. We've got reformer. We've got some happy hip reformer with you. We've got so many amazing things. You can go to opc.me slash events to see the whole schedule, all 14 teachers and all the goodness that's going to happen at Camp Zoom. And I'm your camp director. Woo! All right, be it babe. I'm really, I'm really excited about this interview today because this woman is well, you're going to hear in a second, like, she's a fucking badass. Like, I'm actually staring at incredible, like, just uh, so much achievements in this world. And she's a mom. You're going to hear how many children she's a mom to in just a moment. But Jen Drummond, you are on the Beat Pod. Thank you so much for being here. Can you tell everyone who you are and what you're rocking at? Mm-hmm. I'm Jen Drummond, and I'm rocking at life right now. Woo-woo. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes. Okay. So in your life, What are you like? What's your thing that you're so excited about right now? How are you? How do you show up in this world? How do like, what's the thing that you're most working on? Because I know that you're a climber and all these things, but like, how did that even happen? Yeah. So let's like bring us back. Right. So I had a car accident, which was a line in the sand. Mm. Right. So pre car accident, post car accident, pre car accident. 
I graduated from college, took a job in financial services, built my own successful firm, um, hired myself out of a job to become a full-time mom. And I was a stay-at-home mom to seven children. And it was definitely fulfilling in the beginning when they needed me. Mm. But then all of a sudden, everybody goes to school and I was kind of lost in this limbo land and Mm. sold myself on the idea that once they got to college, I could get back to me. But right Mm. now I'm in the season of motherhood. Um, And then the car accident happened. So I got into a horrific car crash that should have taken my life, but didn't. Um, No one knows how I survived. Like the Mm. police rebuilt the accident. We couldn't build a scenario where I lived, let alone walked away. Mm. And in that experience, I realized I don't get to choose when I die, but I sure get to choose how I live. Mm. And the choices that I was making at that time of putting my life on hold and waiting until my kids were in college was not good. Like not okay. Like I was no longer okay with that. I was like, wait a minute. I don't care what people think anymore. Like, I am glad you have an opinion. I'm more afraid of not being able to see, experience, explore, taste, like do all the things this life has to offer than like whatever society thinks I should be doing. Yeah. Um, And so the car accident, I say, woke me up to living. And I had a conversation with my kids and I said, hey, Les, guess what? Mom's making some changes. I'm going to do you, but I'm also going to do more of me. And we're going to have a little bumpy road as we figure out this rhythm, but I'm here for it. And let's have conversations and let's do this. So 2019 became a year of the bucket list, I would say. I'm like, I'm so glad it was 2019. I'm so glad you weren't going to do a 2020 bucket list. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I was pre-COVID. I was prepared for COVID before I knew COVID was coming. And so I was making this bucket list of like, if I died tomorrow, Mm -hmm. what do I want to do? What do I want my legacy to say? What do I want to be known for? Um, Being a stay-at-home mom, not it. I'll be honest. I mean, I I love people that thrive at that. I'm not thriving in that environment. That's just not how I'm wired. Yeah. So I had this huge list. And in 2020, I was turning 40. So I'm like, you know what? On this list, I'm going to take mountain. And I'm going to climb a mountain for my 40th birthday to launch that decade and have it be significant and all these happy things. And so I'm getting ready to train. I call some friends and that are into mountaineering. And I said, if you could climb one mountain in the whole world, what would it be? And the general consensus was a mountain named Ama Zablam. Hmm. I'm like, okay. I'm like, what's that? They're like, well, it's a mountain in the Himalayas. Well, Himalayas were on my list. So that was when. It meant the mother's necklace. I'm a mom to seven children. That kind of felt appropriate. Yeah. And then my friend's like, you know, it's the Paramount Pictures logo. I'm like, oh, oh I've seen that. Mountain. <laughs> I, I see that. Like, I, yeah, let's do this mountain. So I'm training and then COVID hits. And as you remember, none of us are traveling anywhere. Yeah. And all of us that had children in school are now homeschool teachers because school shut down. And, and also to, to like seven. So what can we just go like, what are the ages of these? Like, did you have triplets and an, and an extra or like, what's going How did you get to seven? <laughs> I know. Um, and crazy story. Like I, I had like, I couldn't have kids naturally, right? Like I was trying to get pregnant. It wasn't working. Like the one thing we're born to do. And of course my body won't participate, figure that out. <laughs> and I went to a fertility clinic nothing works for a while. Mm. And then finally, one day they came up with this chemical cocktail that turned me into a hen. And we got 28 eggs. 
in oh one God. cycle. Oh my God. So anybody who's been through the fertility treatment stuff, like I hear you, I see you. I am so sorry. It is a horrible journey. It's horrible. It's hard. Um, it's hard. I got 28 eggs. The 28 eggs became 14 embryos. I viewed embryos as life. And so those 14 embryos became seven children. So <laughs> I'm here to survive and tell you about it. But did I mean, you have one amazing. at a time? So you had one at a time? They did, did two twins? at a time okay. and only one ever stuck. Okay. Except for, and if anybody's been on this journey, you know how they rank embryos. And so they used your best ones first and then your worst ones are at the end. And they thought out of 14 embryos, I might get two or three kids based on the quality. No, you got one every, one every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I got one at a time. And then at the end, they plant the last two eggs. I get twins. So like figure that out, right? So oh five <laughs> boys and then twin daughters. I'm grateful. It's amazing. I would have never planned it, but I couldn't imagine life without it. Yeah. Makes any sense. Okay. Thank you for sharing. Cause my brain is like, do we have like how, like how far apart are these kids? Like, do we are, mm. like, are you at 14 and they are so close together. So for example, my oldest right now is 16 and my youngest are 10. Oh. So, Oh <laughs> yeah. I was like afraid that somebody was going to break into the embryo clinic and steal them or do weird things. So we're using them and we're using them now. You so are like having Irish twins every year for six years. Yeah, totally. hundred <laughs> percent. My son went to school and he's like, mom, at school, they tell us babies are blessings. I'm like, they are, honey. He goes, are we going to get a blessing every year? Yeah. I'm like, I think we're running out. I think we used our quota. We'll see. <laughs> oh my God. You're amazing. Uh, okay. So, so your year of like, I'm going to mountaineer this thing all of a sudden got like, probably like, it probably felt like such a huge obstacle because now you are a homeschool teacher to six grades, like different, six different grades of kids. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. So I'm a homeschool teacher and I'm like, what just happened? And one day my son is struggling with his math homework mm. and I'm giving him the proverbial pep talk. Like we do hard things. You've got this, like, don't you worry. And he looks at me in the face and he goes, if we do hard things, why are you climbing a mountain called I'm a dumb blonde instead of a real mountain like Mount Everest? And I said, honey, it's Ama de Blom, not I'm a dumb blonde. Okay. <laughs> Finish your homework. We'll look at Everest. <laughs> I know. So he did. We did. He went to bed. I was still looking at Everest. And I thought, you know what? If Everest is like the hardest, biggest, most magnificent thing someone can climb, I'm going to climb it. And I'm going to show him that whatever Everest is, we're capable of doing. Mm. So by the end of the week, I had a coach hired to climb Ama and Everest. <laughs> and this coach, right? Like, go figure, this is my life. This coach sends me a book about becoming an uphill athlete because I was an athlete, but it's different when you're going vertical than just, you know, yeah. whatever. And so I get this book and I'm reading it. And in the front of it, there's a lady who got a Guinness world record for doing something in the Alps. And I remember thinking, man, I could have done that. Like I can suffer and I got a Guinness world record. My kids would think I'm the coolest mom in the whole world because that's how they learned how to read. Mm. And right now homeschooling, I'm not cool. Like there's zero cool about this mom right here. <laughs> so I have this conversation with my coach. My coach is like, well, I'll think of something. I'm like, okay, fine. But listen, I'm not growing pumpkins or speed eating hot dogs or doing like any of those weird things that people do to get into like the Guinness world records. He's like, don't worry, don't worry. I'll come up with something. 
A couple of weeks later, he calls me and he's like, Jen, Jen, I've got the perfect record for you. I'm like totally forgetting our conversations. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I think you should be the first female to climb the seven second summits. Like, what are the seven second summits? Like, what are you talking about? He's no, like, well, and no other listen, female listen. has done this yet. No. So he goes, listen, it's the second highest point on each continent. It's only been done by one male. It's harder than the first seven. And you would be the first female to do it. And he goes, seven continents, seven mountains, seven children. It sounds like a jackpot. Oh, my God. All I can think is like, but you haven't climbed a mountain yet. So like. <laughs> no, I, I did one. Okay. I, mean, I live in Park City. I skied okay. a few mountains. Like, okay. come on. But no, I mean, I hadn't slept in a tent. Yeah. I hadn't done like any of these things that maybe you should do when you say yes <laughs> to mountaineering. Yeah, because it's, um, it's not even like. It's not even like a tent that like I've camped in. Like these are like little tiny, like you just unravel it for one moment and then you put it back up and you go like, this is not, you know, it's not glamping. Yeah, yeah, I mean, what details? details. <laughs> so I looked it up. I talked to my kids and it was, you know, like life's timing. Like life is so much a timing. And so I'm like, this is perfect. No one's done it. But so if I fail, who cares? Right. It hasn't been done by a chick before anyway. So whatever. And I wanted to travel. What a great way to go to see all the different continents. And I wanted to empower women mm-hmm. because I put myself on hold mm-hmm. and I wanted to do something where other women would watch and they'd be like, wait, that thing, that little girl right there climbed mountains and she has how many kids? Like what? I want to know more. I wanted to trigger that curiosity because when we're curious, we have power. Mm. Okay. You said a couple things in there. That one is amazing. Everyone hit rewind. And then also I loved when you talked about like, if I can't do it, who cares? Like if it doesn't work out, like that is actually really interesting because we put so much pressure on ourselves about doing sometimes when we get started because we like put so much pressure, but like, it's almost like if you try and it fails, it's going to be okay. Like it doesn't, no one's going to be like, oh, Jen Drummond failed. Like no one's yeah. <laughs> doing, no what one even knows you're doing know. this goal. Like no one's <laughs> even aware that this is happening. <laughs> right. right. And for me, like, I think the big thing with the accident, just going back to that time in my life, like I remember, I mean, you lose this, but I wish you didn't lose it. But for the beginning of time after the accident, everything was magical. Like I had two, I have seven kids. They fight. I mean, it's just part of life. And before when they would fight, I'd be like, okay, like, let's stop fighting, get along, everybody be happy. After this accident, I caught myself watching the fight. I wasn't, I didn't interrupt. I didn't care. I actually sat there in awe thinking, isn't it amazing how I produced both of these children? And they're so passionate about their view that is opposite of their siblings that they're angry that their sibling won't believe the same thing they believe. Like there's actually a beauty to that experience if you can get out of it and just witness it and be like, this is living. This Mm. is doing you. I have an opinion. It's not going to be for everybody. And that's okay. That's a that's such a cool uh that's such a cool way to look at your children fighting. I'll I will never forget the time that my brother and I were like totally fighting. We were just like like we were hitting, we got to like we're hitting each other, we're screaming at each other, this whole thing. We were young guys, don't worry, there's no like actual abuser. And my mom watched and she's like, Are you done? Did you did you figure that out? <laughs> And she, for the first time, did not yell at us about it. She just like 
let it happen. And we both were like, okay, I, I guess, I guess we're done there. <laughs> yeah, I guess that happened. We're over it. Thank you. What Onward. A, but I do love that you brought up like there is, it's really hard to keep that where like everything is magical and you can observe it and go, wow, I'm here. It's kind of like anything that's new. Like we recently um, bought our house and like when we first moved in, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe like we have this house, all this stuff. And like, it was like, you know, and then all of a sudden you're, it's like the same place you wake up every day. You forget like this is incredible achievement that I have. It's a really hard thing to keep the preciousness and the gratitude, the the presentness there. Yeah. I think you nailed it with the present. Yeah. So, okay. So, okay. This is, so 2020, your coach is like, you're going to, this is the goal we're going to have. This is a Guinness world record you can have. Um, the second sevens. Okay. That's very, I've, I've never heard of this. It sounds really cool, but it does sound, how can it, how can it be harder than the first ones? That seems really crazy yeah, to me. <laughs> so it's, you know, like it's, they're judging them off a of height. Mm. So for example, Everest is the tallest mountain in the world, not the hardest by any means. So K2 is the second tallest mountain in the world. Mm. And K2 is the difference between elementary school and college and mm. difficulty for Everest. I mean, it's just a lot harder. And so uniquely, the second summits are harder than the first summits. Mm. And they're just harder to get to. They're not, there's not as much information about them. Um, mm. They're harder to navigate, just all the little pieces that go into it. Okay, got it. Thank you. So from the time you hired your coach to like, you actually scaling up the first one, like how long did that yeah. take you? What was like, what did you go through? Did your kids come? Like, how did this go? Yes. So this is not a kid sport. So they were spectators from home. Um, it was interesting because I took on this quest in 2020. A lot of where I climbed was determined on what countries opened due mm. to COVID. Yeah. Right. So the first country that opened was Chile in um, South America. And so I climbed Ojos del Salado, which is the second highest point there in December of 2020. Mm. The next mountain that opened and mountains have climbing seasons. You always see Everest climbed in May. You always see K2 climbed in July. Like that's just how it works. So the next one that was in season that opened was Mount Kenya in Africa. So I did that one in February of 2021. Went to do Everest afterwards, even though it's not a second summit, I did it to train for K2. Got it. Um, after Everest, I came home and went to go do K2 and I didn't summit. Um, we had a, a terrible tragedy happen. A teammate of mine died in an avalanche and another one got hurt in that same avalanche. So when I had the choice to continue up the mountain or go down, I chose to go down. Um, mm. I truly believe that who we are as people is more important than what we achieve. And that the mountain will always be there. And it's really important in our pursuits, whether we're climbing mountains physically or metaphorically, that we put people over peaks. Mm. So um, I came home, headed off to Russia next. So Russia was in September of 2021. And this was like, go figure. So it's Russia. Attention was like not what it is today with Russia, but it was definitely like, like, can you get in as an American? What's going on? And Russia is a very technical climb. So you want gloves that you can feel the mountain mm. because you want to be able to get that feedback. You don't, it's like tying tennis shoes with mittens on. It's really hard to do. Yeah. So when you climb, you really want to feel the mountain. So I curated this perfect gear to go climb in Russia because it was a technical climb. I land in Moscow and my bags are missing. Oh my God. No. I'm like, well. No, that's cute. Where are my bags? They're like, no, they're not here. We don't know where they are. 
And the guide was at the airport. And he's like, we need to go. Like you either climb now or you're not climbing because the weather's going to change. And this is our window. I'm like, well, I don't have any of my stuff. Like, well, we can go to a rental store and see what they have. Okay. I don't know if anybody skied in rental gear, but come on. Really? Okay, sweet. So we go to this rental store and like Russia just opened from COVID. It's September, 2021. Yeah. I don't know if anybody remembers COVID, but it kind of turned into this outdoor fanatical time period in life. So none of these stores have any gear whatsoever because there's no inventory because no one's shipping and making anything anywhere. Right. 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 So I go into this store. I have to buy this jacket where I roll up the sleeves. I have to keep a backpack on by a carabiner. Otherwise it falls off my shoulders. Oh my God. Boots that are three sizes too big. I looked like an orphan. (laughs) I'm like, okay. And then I'm a girl. The coat that fit me was maroon. I hate maroon. I'm like, I can't wear a maroon jacket. It's gonna look bad. It's not your <laughs> so, color. You're you're a hot, it is you're, not my color. Yeah, you're a bright I am giving up a lot right now. You've drawn the line. <laughs> oh my god, this is so oh, crazy. It is because also it's, like with those things, like there are certain things that you like, you feel good in, you feel confident in, yes. and you don't feel confident in maroon and now you have to go climb this mountain and shoot no, everything. And, and, and let's just like let's just add this little detail that i don't share very often um i didn't have underwear right because my underwear is in my bag oh, and shit. it's not there or whatever yeah and in russia they don't have normal it's it's a different type of store i don't yeah. know if i should say the word normal because that says it's negative but it's just different yeah and so the store that we're going in you know Resembles more of a 7-Eleven than maybe a Target. Right. Um, And so they have like a few pairs of underwear. I walk out of the store with Scooby-Doo underwear that has like a little (laughs) penis pocket thing because they're for little boys. (laughs) It's the closest thing that's going to fit me. So that's what we're wearing, friends. Let's party on. (laughs) So did you... Okay, I want to know. Did you I, I, did you get to that peak? Did it work? Did it work out? Oh, yeah, all like no, gear? I summited that mountain in Scooby Doo underwear and gear that didn't fit. And here's the other thing: like I broke a toe going down because my feet kept slamming into the oh. front of the boot, and so it was so painful that for part of this mountain, like the second highest point in Europe, I'm butt scooting down the side because I don't want to bump my toe into the front of the boot anymore. I'm like, thank God I don't have my GoPro right now because it's gone in luggage land because there could be one more thing that goes wrong at this moment in my life. Oh my God. I can't believe. But I love that uh, when you write your own book someday, or maybe you did already. I did. You did. I did. You did you have, have to a, buy it. Did you have a Scooby-Doo chapter? I feel like you needed like- No, the... like cut it out. Oh, geez. Because that's so funny. I know. There's so much like, it's so I can imagine it. Like it's, and I, my husband and I- um. Uh, I did um, the mountain in Jeju and, okay. um, and and the name is escaping me, but it's the highest mountain in South Korea. So um, which we used to hike all the time. And when LA, we like stopped hiking when we moved to Vegas and it's six miles up, six miles down. And my, six miles up is the easiest fucking thing in the world. The six miles yeah. down, I fell twice. Uh, my, my foot was shaking until it hit the ground. Cause like, you're just, it's the going down the mountain is actually the hardest part. And I was like, I wish 
I wish I could go down on my butt right now, but that is not happening on this mountain. So I just was like trying to go sideways. I turned around <laughs> like it was a whole thing just to get down. And when there was like no way to get a cab there. And this girl was right in front of me and she walked up to the only cab that was there, but she hesitated. I said, oh, are you not taking that? And she's like, so kind. She's like, which was her fault, not mine. She's like, oh, you can have it. And I was like, we're taking it. And I just grabbed her. I was like, get the fuck over here. Get in this car. <laughs> we're never going to get a cab. And we're going straight to a massage place right now. <laughs> no, what people don't understand is the downhill is when most of the, most of the accidents happen. Like more people die on the descent than the ascent. Mm. It's crazy. That's so, yeah. such an interesting thing. So, okay. So that was your second or third of the It was summit. my fourth attempt, third summit. Okay. And then I went to Antarctica and climbed the second highest point there. Yeah. That was a pretty epic adventure. Um, That mountain has only been summited by one female before me and only by about 15 people before me. And the two years prior to us going, they had no success. So when we were looking at the notes, right, the notes are a few years old, snows happen, weather's happen, whatever. And you're like, okay, well, is that rock missing? Because it rolled down the mountain. Is it underneath the snow? Did we take a wrong turn? Like you just, it's very interesting when you don't have as much information Yeah. when you're starting on a pursuit and how much energy it takes just to do all the little movements because the path's not paved. Mm. And I really like linked into that mountain realizing that every step we all take is so significant for the next generation to be able to do it more efficiently and then go further than what Mm -hmm. we were able to do. Um, Antarctica was cool. And then from Antarctica, I went to climb Mount Logan, which is the second highest point in North America next to Denali. We didn't summit. We had terrible weather, terrible weather. It was too dangerous to continue. So we came home, went back to K2 and summited. So Okay, you did it. Yeah. Did it. Yep. And then went to Australia to climb Mount Townsend and then waited till May again to climb Mount Logan because the climbing season is in May. And we had summit success on June 1st of 2023. And the record was set. Oh, my God. You are your Guinness World Record holder right here. Holy. And also, that's three years from like the I, less yeah, than like three two years. And a half years. Yeah, two and a half years. Yeah. Also, uh, as someone who has to fly to Southeast Asia a lot, I don't know how you got flights to half these places because they're just because they opened up doesn't mean anyone's like, did you take boats? Like that's just the journey to even achieving this goal is really cool. I feel and I and I just want to highlight what you said about the Antarctica. It's like you're the footsteps you're taking. It's like you're you are leaving a path for the next person. And we're all doing that. And so sometimes when we're like, I have to tell myself it's not easy. I can't always accept it. But like when you're like, okay, I'm doing this challenge. It's the fucking hardest thing I've ever done, but it is going to be easier for the next person behind me. And if that, on some days, it can help you just take one more step. (laughs) Again, again, whatever you need to do to get your mind to allow you to do one more step. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that is where the magic lies. So, okay, two and a half years. Now, do your kids think that you're the coolest? Like they do, they are they as excited about this as... This is my, this is my son. This is like, this is my life in a nutshell. If I could give you a 30 second overview of what my life is like, (laughs) I land in the airport. My son gives me a hug. Mom, congratulations. It's so awesome. You're going to be in the book. Yeah, honey. I'm super excited. Mom, you bad breath. What have you been doing? (laughs) Like I've been on a plane for like 10 hours. Thank you. I love you too. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. And that's so, life. It's life. Right? It's, you're like the coolest thing in the world and then you're something gross and that's how it goes. I get, it's a balance. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a balance. I mean, this, but I have to imagine that the training for this is really hard uh, when it's any time of the year, especially when you have or anybody, but also adding on all the kids you have and homeschooling them and getting them back into things and they have needs. How, how are you, how are you able to like add this into your life? Because I think that's where a lot of people get stuck. Adding something new can be so hard, whether it's to the budget or to the time or to the calendar. And you don't just like go for hikes in Park City and like learn how to mountaineer. Like I'm sure there's like a lot of things you had to, to do hours probably every time you went to do it. So how is that? How is adding this into your life? Yeah. So the nice thing is, is that it is accumulation, mm. right? So at least I'm climbing seven mountains. It's not like, oh, I'm going to go swim a sea and sail a boat and hike a mountain. You know, like all of it yeah. is building off of each other. Mm-hmm. So you do have that endurance piece and just that knowledge that kind of accumulates. But my training did not look like my friends who had no children or who had new jobs, right? Yeah. My training was very much intentional and very structured. So on Sundays, I would put in my calendar for the week with my kids. I'd fill in all my work stuff. And sometimes I had to do it by the month. Mm-hmm. Um, but then on the weekly basis, I'd break into it and I'd be like, okay, coach, here's what I have left to train. And my coach would look at me like, okay, funny. Like, what am I going to do with this? There's nothing I can work with. I'm like, well, I, I, I have to pay for my life and I have to feed humans. So mountaineering is the third thing. And what would happen is we started to get creative. So when you have restrictions or limitations or whatever, that's not a no, that's a time to pull out the creativity bone and figure out what you're going to do. And so some of the meetings that I was on, I didn't have to be visually present. So I could walk on a treadmill and do the Zoom call, right? And I had this little thing called this firefly. I don't know if you met Fred the Firefly, but Fred the Firefly is a very nice friend of mine. And he listens on all my Zoom meetings that we invite him to. And he takes all the notes for me. So then I can be walking. I'm like, oh, Fred caught that. I'll make sure I look at it a little more detailed later on. And so that was helpful. And then when my kids had soccer games, right? Soccer games are an hour and a half. They're forever, especially when your kid's not good. They're even longer. They're (laughs) an hour and a half. And so I would bring a 12-inch step to the game. I'd bring a backpack full of water bottles. And I was that mom, like standing on the sideline, going, doing my step up. So I was watching the game instead of the mom that was sitting there just watching. Mm. So I had to, you know, I had to make it work. I think that's so cool. I love that you brought up the Firefly. We use uh, Fathom. You guys, there's so many note takers out there now. And they're so great because they'll highlight all the questions that are being asked. And you're like, someone asked a question. What was that question? You have to like listen to the whole thing. It's, I love that there's so you utilized the tools that were out there to be as creative as possible. And I actually think the busier you are, the more likely you are to succeed at the things you want to do because you have to make it work. You can't go, oh, I'll do that workout later because I'll, you know this came up or this came up. Like I have friends, I'm on a thread on some WhatsApp with like 50 something people, which is chaos. And I'm like, when do these people sleep? When are they, they and like sometimes they're playing all these things and and I'm like, they can't, they, they're like, oh, I wasn't able to make it. This came up and I'm like, no, I don't, this, my, I make everything happen because if I don't, there's no other opportunity later in the week to recap that. Like I, it has to happen on the day it is. And I find that it, one, it makes me a person you can rely on for sure. Cause I'm going to show up when I said I was, because that's when it's going to happen. But also 
it really helps me hold myself accountable to the challenges I want to take on for myself because I don't have a time to procrastinate. So I think that that can also right, be great. Right, right. Like I don't have an option. It does now or does not ever happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> does now or does not. And then also, you know, your kids are seeing you still being there for them, but also creatively finding a way to be there for the things that you want to do, which I think is really cool for them to learn. Yeah. And we're doing life in parallel, right? Like before it was me kind of preachy. Oh, do your homework, eat healthy, exercise, blah, 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 blah. When you're doing it with them. Yeah. I don't want to eat healthy either, honey, but I have to, or I don't feel like working out, but if I don't, I could die. So I have to work out and you need to do your math and this is how it works. And so you can just relate to each other in those pain points and motivate each other to continue on. And I think that's benefited our relationship at a level I didn't expect. Yeah. I imagine you're right because. I think sometimes kids just want to feel seen in their things. Yeah. They don't actually need you to tell. They know they have to do their homework, <laughs> but right. like they, they want to say it's hard and they want to be able to feel their feelings. And instead of you telling them like, oh, just do it anyways, you're like, yeah, I feel that too. Like, here's like, I think that's actually really healthy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been great. Yeah. So, okay. So you did that. You, in two and a half years, you did something no woman has ever done, which is insane. Like when you think about it, two and a half years is not a long period of time. Um, what did you do to celebrate that? Because I feel like it's so important. To, did you have time? I mean, you have, you have life that you have to go back to and work and kids. So, but like, was there a time that you could like celebrate what you did before you like made a new goal? Yeah, I have not made a new goal. Cool. So uh, thank you for sharing that. Me. Yes. And I, so I want to share that because I think our society preaches what's next, what's next, what's next. And we forget to enjoy what is. Mm -hmm. And so I made a promise to myself, like I was not picking up another goal for 12 months because mm -hmm. I'm a fast start and a hard stop. So I need to be very cautious of what I pick up. And for me, I was like, you know what? I want to teach my kids to appreciate and respect the rest, mm -hmm. respect the recovery and respect like the cycle of life. It's not always go, go, go. We need to nurture and nourish ourselves to be able to go when the next thing calls. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm very much taking an intentional gap year or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. um, I do have a book coming out in January. So it's named Break Proof, Seven Strategies to Build Resilience and Achieve Your Life Goals. Mm -hmm. I wrote that along the journey. And I really wrote it to myself before I started on the quest um, because I, I named it Break Proof. And the reason why I named it break proof is because when you think of the term break, you can take a break and evaluate what's going on, or you can be doing something and not really paying attention to things that aren't working. And then all of a sudden something breaks, mm -hmm. right? You don't get the job, the relationship has an issue or whatever else, but it's in those breaks that we have the proof to know what's working, what's not working. How do we want to continue forward? what maybe we don't want to continue forward and we want to pivot and go another direction. Um, whatever that is, is fine. As long as you continue to pursue life. And so I wrote this book and I take people on the adventure of the different mountains I go to extract the different lessons that I think fall under the category of resilience, mm -hmm. help the reader figure out, Oh, if I have a big goal, it's going to take a big team because big mountains take big teams and just all these little things that help you have those. Oh yeah, I see that. Okay. Yeah. Here's where it didn't work for me. Here's some things I can do to maybe get further up the mountain next time. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited about this. Cause I, 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 I mean, even as you're talking about the different things that you like 
had to do along the way, wear maroon, but also, <laughs> you know, like that you sometimes you show up to things and you don't have all the tools that you've been practicing with. And like you, yeah. the show does go on and you have to decide how you're going to go through with that. I mean, uh, I'm so glad that that one worked out because I don't know that you would have been able to get in again to, <laughs> to, yeah, to Raja. Um, but I am excited for this book. We'll make sure it's um, in the show notes for when this episode comes out and everything because um, I think a lot of our listeners would love to like hear the story. I mean, it was just, I, I hope someone makes a movie about it too. Like there's, I just, I hope you have a whole team doing that because it's fun to to see the challenge, but also um, reflect upon what, what we learn along the way. It's not just like how to be a better mountaineer. It's like everything can apply to the rest of your life. A hundred percent. Yeah. And um, uh, I just am relishing that you, you're like, I'm going to take a, a, a gap year because one, it allows you to probably finish this book and also really kind of just like, just you, that's a freaking crazy accomplishment. And also like, what do you want to do next? I think we do move so fast to the next thing. We don't actually pay attention to like, is this what I want to do? Or is this like what other people want for me to do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Easy to get caught in that cycle for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, you're amazing. We're going to take a brief break and then we're going to find out where people can hear more about you. All right, loves, it's super important to me that supplements I take are of the highest quality, and that's why for three years I've been drinking AG1. Unlike many supplement brands, AG1 is constantly searching for how to do things better. At 52 iterations of their formula and counting, their team is always trying to find better ways to source, test, and aim to find the best quality ingredients available. I love this so much, guys, because so many people think I have to get it right the first time, and they have done 52 different iterations. I freaking love that. So many people have asked me if AG1 is actually the real deal. I really do drink it, and trust me, there's a reason why I've been drinking it for so long. Quality for AG1 isn't just a buzzword. It's a commitment backed by expert-led scientific research, high-quality ingredients, industry-leading manufacturing, and rigorous testing. At each step of the process, AG1 goes above and beyond industry standards. I know I can trust what's in every scoop of AG1 because it's tested for 950 contaminants and banned substances while the industry standard typically only tests for 10. Holy moly. I know that like I'm a recovering overachiever over here, but I'm super glad AG1 isn't. Okay, so taking care of my health shouldn't be complicated and AG1 simplifies this by replacing multiple health supplements like multivitamins, digestive aids, immune support, and more in just one simple scoop. It's literally just one scoop. It's one scoop in one bottle of water. It's amazing. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. Y'all know I've had gut stuff, so that's why I've been doing it for so long. I've partnered with AG1 for so long because they make such a high quality product that I genuinely look forward to drinking every day. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash be it. That's drinkag1.com slash B-E-I-T. Check it out. All right, Jen, where do you hang out? I mean, if you have time to hang out on the socials or the websites, like where can people <laughs> get yeah. more from you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my website is jendrummond.com and it's Jen with two N's. And if you head there, you can pre-order my book, which gives you a whole bunch of fun freebies and all that good stuff. I have some challenges there. I do speaking events. I have a course. And then also all of my social medias are housed there. So depending on what platform you prefer to communicate on, 
reach out, say hi. I love connecting with people. That's why I do podcasts. It's just so fun to hear other people's stories and what mountains they're taking on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I think that's really great. I, it's really great. Before I let you go, you've given us like a lot of life lessons along the way. But um, in case uh, people wanted to wait till the end for that last final bit, what bold, executable, intrinsic or target steps people take to be it till they see it? What do you have for us? Yes. Okay. So I have this red light by my house. And for the longest time, I get so grumpy because I'm on the short side. So I always hit the light red. And I'm a person that's super busy. So these people who have morning routines that seem to take the whole darn day and can journal and gratitude and all this kind of stuff. I don't know those people. Like I've never met one. I'm never going to be one, I don't think. So one day I'm sitting at the red light. I'm super grumpy because it's red. And then I sat to myself and I'm like, you know what? I'm the only person complaining about this red light. The red light is not mad that it's red. Only I'm mad at it's red. I'm done being mad at the red light. I'm going to turn this light into my gratitude light. So every single time I hit the lead, the the light red, I'm going to start going through my gratitude list because I don't have time for a gratitude journal. And this is a way to like get it into my day. And so everybody in my car knows like, mom, we hit the red light. It's gratitude time. And everybody goes to their gratitude. And this has changed the switch on the story so much that now when we hit it green, we're like, oh man, we don't get to like do our gratitude now. We got the green light. And so I'm <laughs> sharing that for everybody listening because I'm sure you hit red lights in your life. And when you do, take the pause and be grateful. Mm. I Yes. Yes, because gratitude and judgment can't live in the same space. So what a fabulous way to use that time. Oh my gosh. You're full of awesomeness. I'm so glad we met. I'm really just like, I'm I'm touched by this whole interview and I'm really excited for everyone to hear it. You guys, how are you going to use these tips in your life? What was your favorite takeaway? Tag Jen Drummond, tag the Be It Pod, share this with a friend who needs some help climbing a mountain in their life. I mean, what a great way to inspire the people around us. Um, and Jen, just thank you for showing how you can be a mom of seven kids and take on your amazing dreams and how you made it work. Cause I know that that's going to be so helpful for every single person who's listening to this. So thank you for being here. And until next time, everyone be it till you see it. That's all I got for this episode of the be it till you see it podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. Be It Till You See It is a production of the Bloom Podcast Network. It's written, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Kroll. It is produced and edited by the Epic Team at Desenio. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music, and our branding by designer and artist Gianfranco Chofi. Special thanks to Melissa Solomon for creating our visuals and Samena Velazquez for our transcriptions. Also to Angelina Herico for adding all the content to our website, and finally to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time. All right, my coffee lovers. 
I got something for you. And I know most of you are coffee lovers because if you're listening to this, you have lots of things you're doing and coffee is something that you are taking with you everywhere you go. In fact, I know the Plaza instructors around here are taking coffee, kombucha, tea, and water into every class that they take. So this one is amazing because this is Pure Cafe Bold. They have two options for you. They've got black coffee and then they've got a caramel coffee latte, which is amazing. And here's why it's amazing. It's pre-brewed. So it comes in this amazing little packet and you can actually just take the packet in to your office, your work on a plane like we've been doing. And then you pour hot water in and boom, you've got coffee. And this coffee actually has some amazing stuff. It's not just regular coffee. This coffee supports your immune system. It boosts cognitive function, increases stamina, it reduces stress, and it has cordyceps. And what are cordyceps, you ask? Oh, that's right, Brad's here. Nature's powerful secret energizer, a rare species of fungi, cordyceps is renowned for its invigorating properties and centuries-old use in traditional medicine packed with essential nutrients. This natural adaptogen boosts stamina and supports overall well-being. And seriously, it's actually super simple to make. Leslie and I have taken it camping. Yeah. I'll use it in the afternoon. We're taking it everywhere because I'm tired of conferences and different hotels having burnt coffee. It's a thousand times better than the terrible coffee that you get on an airplane. And the black coffee is like less than a dollar a packet. So it's like, it's really kind of amazing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a big fan of the caramel myself. He the does caramel like has it. a little bit of, uh, of milk in it. So. It has some dairy. So my dairy free peeps, you, you can't do the caramel, but you can do the black, right? Yeah. The black coffee is vegan, keto, gluten-free, non-GMO, nut-free, dairy-free, fat-free, and CGMP compliant. All right. So here's the deal. You need to go to beitpod.com slash coffee, B-E-I-T-P-O-D.com slash coffee. And when you do that, you are going to be able to get some amazing coffee that we're loving. You can buy it as a one-time purchase, or you can actually get it as a subscription. There's even family packs. So if you know that you've got a lot of coffee drinkers in your household, this is amazing. And it's honestly cheaper than all the coffees we've been making at home. So we are so excited. I hope you are. Go to beatpod.com slash coffee. And, you know, cheers to you and I. Every morning, we'll be drinking the same coffee together. Woo!